Lightspeed. Hello and welcome to a Lightspeed Short Shot. My name is Susan Hanfield, and I'm delighted to be your host for this flash fiction podcast. As an actor and audiobook narrator, some of the most captivating stories that I've had the pleasure of narrating have appeared right here on Lightspeed Magazine. Coming up next is another such gem. Let's take a listen to further examination and capture of candle skulls associated with the Baba Yaga by Mari Ness, narrated by yours truly, right after this message. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And we're back. This is Susan Hanfield, and now it's time to buckle up. We're going to light speed. Recent scholarship has shed considerable light on many previously puzzling or mysterious aspects of the life of the Baba Yaga, or, as some would still have it, the Baba Yagas. But one element has remained largely unstudied, and indeed, almost completely ignored. The remarkable candle skulls that typically illuminated her houses and the pathways to them. This oversight is almost inexplicable, given not just the natural scholarly interest in the macabre, but by the inherent magical and economic potential suggested by these skulls more so than the chicken legs that have proven so fatally attractive to so many researchers. After all, the chicken legs, remarkable as they are, have but limited commercial potential, given that they can only be attached to small huts, activated by at least three drops of the Baba Yaga's blood, and to no other dwellings or vehicles. And... While many of these huts certainly appear charming at first glance, at least 
to those with a certain taste for the rustic and the alarming, attaching these dwellings to modern sewage and electrical systems, including those offered at RV parks, has proven difficult to impossible. The legs themselves present additional problems once attached, though they are, by all appearances, tireless. They are also regrettably slow, difficult to direct, and unceasingly hungry. As scholars, we cannot but mourn the many lives lost in discovering their defects for so little financial gain particularly when the cost of no less than 27 destroyed RV parks are factored into those costs. These defects do not apply to the candle skulls, which offer, we believe, many benefits. By all accounts, the candles provide reliable, if flickering light, require no electricity or other power source, can be dimmed or brightened by simple voice command, and can be tailored into a personal alert system. They also appear to function quite well in nearly every environment, from luxury palaces and condos to run-down RV parks. Why, then, have these skulls not been given the same attention as the chicken legs and other aspects of the Baba Yaga, or Baba Yagas, leaving us ignorant on so many matters regarding their manufacture and maintenance? Who, for instance, were the owners of these skulls? And did they release their skulls willingly, or unwillingly. How do the skulls show such little damage from near constant lighting? What is their energy source? How do they sense approaching visitors? To answer these questions, and the more critical question of why, we could not find a single article on this subject, we gathered seven eager young scholars in their first through fifth years of training, and charged them to study every reference on the subject, interview any and all witnesses to the skulls, and chase the houses of the Baba Yaga that had survived the unfortunate prior RV park incidents. We ourselves remained available for questions during certain phases of the moon, and were able to give our students the most recent contact information available, including cell phone numbers and email addresses, for every living creature who had claimed to see one of the skull candles. Unfortunately, one of our scholars vanished shortly after entering the Sackler Library of Monstrosities. A consequence, we fear of not following the library's instructions as precisely as scholarship and the library's regulations would require. A second disappeared after 
choosing to spend the night in an RV park, speculated to have been recently visited by the Baba Yaga, or Yagas. A third claimed to be bitten by footnotes discussing the Baba Yaga. And while we treated this claim with the dubiousness it deserved, that scholar, by necessity, needed to be dismissed from the project. A fourth, to our dismay, was found actually chewing on glowing skulls. That these skulls were later found to be elaborately decorated sugar skulls created by mortals, by no means mitigated the enormity of the error. This scholar, too, was dismissed. The remaining three sent irregular messages now and then, mostly on stained oak leaves. We were largely unable to review their progress, but trusted in their ambition and stated prior interest in skulls. Seven years into the progress, one of us received a grey skull, warm to the touch, possibly human in origin. Attempts to make it light largely failed until, quite by accident, a young child left a small doll nearby, at which point a light inside the skull flared up for an instant before dimming again. Further dolls left near the skull by adults or children had no effect, but we were encouraged enough to send out messages to our remaining scholars, urging them to redouble their efforts or send us more skulls. Seven years later, we received seven spun sugar skulls that, when touched, left burn marks on our hands. We recognized that our efforts so far, combined with the apparent loss of seven promising young scholars, may seem discouraging. But despite this, we would ask the council to continue to fund another seven or nine young scholars for another seven or nine years of research. Think of the advantages. The project so far has already rid us of four scholars, possibly seven, clearly incapable of handling this level of research before they were assigned to projects that might have caused general harm and identified yet another RV park that might be well to avoid. More importantly, we must stress the importance of discovering why these skulls are so difficult to study and the benefits of a lighting source that can also work as an alarm system and detour intruders at what we presume is a most reasonable cost. We are available to answer any questions you may have and await your positive reply. The Candled Circle of Witches
Gainesville, Florida branch. And we're back. This is Susan Hanfield. You have been listening to Further Examination and Capture of Candle Skulls Associated with the Baba Yaga by Mari Ness. Narrated by me, Susan Hanfield. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This story was taken from the pages of Lightspeed Magazine, which is edited by John Joseph Adams. The podcast is produced by Skyboat Media, and the story and podcast are copyright 2024. I'm Susan Hanfield. Thank you for listening.